I do have a basketball in my hand. Well, hey guys, I am honored to just hang out with y'all and get to teach um, God's Word with you. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and pop that bad boy out and go to Matthew chapter what? 28 verses 18 through 20, which is the Great Commission. And as Noah just said, I do have a basketball in my hand. Um, How many basketball fans out there? Okay, okay, there you go. (laughs) Well, hey, as you're opening up, um, growing up, as many of you know, basketball was a huge part of my life. Um, I, that's all I could think about. It's all I could sleep and think, like dream about. It's all I could talk about. And honestly, it just consumed like all of my time. Um, Any any fans out there that you would say, that's all I think about, dream about? Yes. (laughs) Well, um, how many of y'all spend a lot of time with teammates? On your teams? Yeah. Okay, so growing up, I spent a ton of time with girls that um, I went to church with, that were in my community, that played on my school team. I spent a ton of time with girls who were honestly from all over the city, different, different schools, some from different states that were on my like summer travel team. Anybody play travel out there? Some of us. And then I also spent a ton of time with girls on my college team that were from different states and all across the country. And these girls, they were awesome teammates. And I would love to say I could look back and just say that I was the best Christian around them, that I talked about the gospel all the time. But honestly, like when we were together, it was all about this, right? It was about how we could be the best player, how we could work on our free throws, how we could just goof off and you know have fun on the bus. Um, But I look back and a lot of those girls, some of them went to church, but a lot of them didn't go to church and they didn't know Jesus. And as this verse, y'all have already learned, they didn't know Jesus. And I spent more time focusing on me, focusing on being the best athlete, that I missed the opportunity to share Jesus with them. I was so focused on this thing. I was so focused on myself that I missed that opportunity. Um, And honestly, guys, like, I didn't even see their need for the gospel. They were just my teammates, and we were playing basketball, and we were good at it. That's all that mattered. But I missed that they were lost, and they didn't know Jesus. And so I want you to think about your community, maybe at your school, um, in your homes, in, in Memphis, There's a lot of people that are hurting, and there's a lot of people that um, are struggling with different things. Our country right now, right, we are a little divided. Our world, we're in a worldwide pandemic, right? And so it's easy to look around our world and see um, people who are struggling, and you can say, like, hey, they're struggling with physical needs or financial needs. And we could come up with all of these different worldly solutions, but at the root of it, guys, When we look at our world, they're struggling with a spiritual problem. And we have to begin to see it in that ways. And so I want you to think about your community. Think about the people that you see every single day. If that's at school, if that's in your home, if that's in your neighborhood. And then think about people in different neighborhoods around Memphis, around Lakeland, Arlington. Are we so focused on ourselves? I'm right there with you. Are we so focused on ourselves that we don't see those people around us as loved by God and in need of Jesus. 
Do we miss that need because we're so focused with our phones, with social media, right? We're so focused with sports or school that we miss that there's people all around us that we see every single day that need Jesus. Um, And so I want to pray for us real quick as we jump into Matthew 28. Lord, I just pray for this night, God, that you would teach us out of your word, God, that we would see um, our need, God, to follow you. God, we will see the commission that you gave us, Lord, to go and make disciples, God, to share your name, God, to teach others how to follow you, Lord. Uh, may this be your time. May you speak to us. May these be your words, Lord, in your name. Amen. So let's look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, verses 18 through 20, sorry. And Jesus came and he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, oh, y'all were just so loud earlier. What is it? And Behold. behold, thank you. I am with you always to the end of the age. So a couple of things as we look at this passage. This is Jesus right, bef- right after he died on the cross and he rose from the de- dead. And he appeared to his disciples and he gave them this special command. Guys, these were like 11 guys who were fishermen. They were uneducated. They weren't pastors or leaders. Like they were just normal old guys. But Jesus came to them and he gave them a special mission. Because Jesus knew, hey, when he left earth and he went back to heaven, there was still a whole world, and there was people to come like you and me down the road who needed to hear about Jesus. And so if Jesus left, who was going to tell them? And so he told these 11 disciples, and he gave them this commission so that they would go and make disciples and share Jesus and teach them how to follow after Jesus. And guess what? These guys, these 11 guys, in Acts 1, we see that they started the first church. They started the first church and they began in their community and then they went to the whole world to share the gospel. And that's how it begins. And so I want us to just look at a couple of things that Jesus says, four things in this passage that Jesus says to us and to his disciples. And the first one is go, just right off the bat in verse 19. He says, go. And so I want you to think about it. if get in the game. <laughs> when I um, first read these verses and in Bible drill, like I memorized these verses, that go, I always th- thought it meant like a command of, hey, go clean your room, your room. Hey, go to bed. But these verses mean, hey, as you are going. Every, in your every single day life, like as you are going, talk about me. Hey, as you're walking through school, are you talking about me? Hey, as you're in the restaurant, are you talking about me? Hey, when you're in the car with your friends, are you talking about me? When you're texting everyone, are you talking about me? He's saying, as you are going all the day, talk about me. And in that, guys, like, we have to see that this is a call for all of us. This verse is for all Christians. Um, He says to go. It's not just for Brother Steve right? It's not just for Corey. It's not just for Garrett or Morgan or Abby, myself, or your leaders. This is for all Christians. And he's telling them, hey, as you are going, you are to proclaim about Jesus. You are to talk about him in your community. And so I want to challenge y'all of get in the game, okay? A basketball term for me of, hey, you can't just sit on the sideline. 
We can't just sit on the sideline and say, hey, they're going to share Jesus and I'm just going to be here. Go team, go. Right? We have to get in the game. You, if you have accepted Christ, you have a purpose and you have a mission in your life to go and talk about Jesus. So the second thing that Jesus says is, go therefore and make disciples. Okay, so the second thing here is take a shot, okay? Make that shot. Jesus called the disciples one by one. Matthew 4, 19, it tells us that he said to them, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so Jesus asked these 11 disciples, he said, hey, I want you to follow me. Come do life with me. As we're going, we're going to go from town to town to town. As we're just eating, I want to show you how I see people how I care for people, how I love people, and how I talk to them. Hey, I want to teach you that. I want you to then do the same thing. And so Jesus has invited these disciples to come into his life to follow him. And that is how we are to see that, of how we love people, how we see people. Um, And for us, as we serve out, A lot of us have served out in Bellevue Loves Memphis or maybe Jerusalem Project or a different service project. That is is an opportunity for you to go and share Jesus, but to love on the community, to show the community how you follow after Jesus. And for discipleship, some of you would be like, I've heard that word, but I have no idea what it means. Some of you are saying, hey, I'm being discipled. A disciple is someone who follows someone else. It's an apprentice. It's someone who teaches you how to study God's word. Hey, they teach you, right, how to memorize verses and how to walk like Jesus and how to follow him. But Jesus wasn't teaching his disciples how to follow him just so they they could sit down and say, all right, I got it all. Right, he was teaching them to say, hey, you need to go and replicate. Go mimic what I taught you. And guys, that's the same thing for us. If we are being discipled, It's not just for our knowledge, so we'll be a better Christian. It's so that you, as a middle schooler, right, then you can go and you can teach someone else. And that's what discipleship is. It tells us to go and to replicate what we're being taught. And we have to see that that's our need, is to go and share with others. And disciples are known by their love. God tells us that in John 13, 35, that his disciples will be known by their love. And that's what he was teaching them, that as, he, as they see people, they are to be known by their love. They're to be known by their service, and they're to be known by their sacrifice. And in that, guys, we have to see that we, we're called to do the same thing. You as a middle schooler, you are called to go and to make disciples. You are called to see other people's need you are called to go in love. You are called to serve. You are called to have a sacrifice, a cost, right? It, it's, and it's going to cost you to be cool, right? The world is not going to tell you that discipleship is the cool thing, to follow after Jesus, right? But it's going to cost you in such a great way that you will become more like Jesus. And the next thing he says He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so the second thing is to celebrate the win with baptism. 
But guys, hey, to be baptized, there has to be life change. And so what that means is to make disciples, what do we have to do? We love God, we love people, and we share Jesus, and we make disciples. Guys, to be baptized, there has to be life change. And so what it's saying is, hey, to be a disciple maker, you have to share the gospel. You have to share Jesus. And that is what Jesus is saying right here is, hey, go therefore and make disciples. Making disciples means sharing Jesus. Do we share Jesus? When's the last time we told someone about Jesus? That we intentionally said, hey, this is the gospel. And it wasn't just in church. Right, we have to see the need to go and share and to talk about it. Mark 16, 15 says to go and proclaim. Go and proclaim the gospel. To go and talk about it. And when we talk about it, right, we have to prepare ourselves. Right? The three circles method. Some of us have heard of that. Prepare yourself to share the gospel. Talk to your leader and say, I have no idea how to share the gospel, right? We have to start training ourselves to know how to go out and share. And then with that, guys, if we share the gospel, right, we're going to celebrate that. And we're going to push them to follow in believer's baptism. Baptism is simply a picture of what Jesus has done in your heart, right? You have been buried with Christ and raised to walk in a new life. And that's what Jesus did in our hearts. And so they're saying, hey, celebrate that. And so making disciples begins with salvation, right, and follows with baptism. And after that is the call to teach. And this is what it says in verse, verse 20. It says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. But teaching them to observe. And so Jesus taught his disciples. And so number, number four there is that you have to start the training, and that begins with teaching, right? And so once you have discipled someone, you're starting that training. And that's what Jesus did with his disciples. So that they would be prepared to go and share with someone else. So that they, in turn, would become like Jesus. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's a pretty bold statement. I mean, could someone look at you... Or could you say to someone, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ? Think about that for a second. That's hard to think about. Could someone really look at you and say, they look like Christ. I want to be like them. And that's what you're teaching them. You're teaching others, but you first have to live that out. You first have to live that out. You're teaching them to obey God's command. It says, Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Jesus commanded his disciples. And he commanded them to love him and to obey his word. Two simple things, but so hard. John 14, 21 says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And so, guys, keeping God's commandments, it shows our love for him. We do it out of an overflow of who God is for us. And these are just four quick things that Jesus says. Hey, go, make disciples, share Jesus and baptize, and then teach them. And you may say, hey, Grace, I get that, right? I memorized that verse when I was like in third grade. But you may say, hey, it's a little bit of an impossible mission. But it is made possible by two things. 
And I want us to look back at verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And these two huge truths are right here in this verse and in verse 20. And number one is that Jesus' authority gives us power. Right? He has all authority in heaven, in heaven and on earth. Right? God gave him all authority. He is in charge of all things. And that is what gives us power to go and share. Right? And then we are given a command. And that is our purpose in life. Guys, our purpose was, is, my purpose was not to become the best basketball player. My purpose was to go and make disciples. And it still is. And we have to see that that is the purpose we've given. And we can do that through the power that Jesus gives us. And that last one is in verse 20. It finishes and it says, And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. And so this promise that Jesus is with us always should give us peace. It should give us peace knowing that, hey, if, if, I, if I take that step of courage at the lunch table at school and I share with someone about Jesus, he's right there with me. He's the one who gives me power to say the words. And ultimately, he's the one who's going to save them if they give their life to Jesus. Right? He is there with us. And so this impossible mission by ourselves is made possible by these two statements, sandwiched between this huge command for us that Jesus has all authority and that he will always be with us. And so he gave this to his disciples, to these 11 rusty old guys, and he said, hey, I want you to go. I'm leaving. I'm going back to heaven, but I want you to go, and I want you to share because there's people who need the gospel. And so these guys, they went in Acts 1. We see it, Acts 1-8. It tells us that they went to Jerusalem. They went to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth to share the gospel. That is what they were commanded to do. And in Acts, we see the church begin. The first church began, and these disciples started it. Peter, this guy who denied Jesus, who was a fisherman, he started the church. He was the rock of the church. Paul, this guy, right, who murdered Christians, he wrote like majority of the New Testament. And he told people about Jesus. And the apostles did the same thing. They started in their home. They started in their town. And then they moved to the next city, and they discipled people and shared Jesus, and they moved to the next country, and then utterly to the end of the earth. Guys, and that is what we have been given. That command is what we have been given. It's not just 11 guys thousands of years ago. That is given to us. If you have accepted Jesus, we have that command. And I just want to challenge you with that, of when I look back, when I was in high school, when I was in college, of those girls that I spent so much time with, I wish I could go back and share the gospel with them. I wish I could go back and spend more time thinking about their need for the gospel. I saw them as lost souls that were going to hell and that I had something I could share with them. And so I want you all to think about that. Think about family. Think about people in your school, teachers. Think about people in your community. Think about Memphis. 
right? How can you be a missionary to Memphis right here? How can you serve out with your life group or with your family and show love to someone? And in that, they see Jesus in you. Guys, how can you get in the game and begin to see that this command given is for you, it's for me, it's for Corey, it's for Brother Steve, it's for your leader. This command is given for us that we will go and that we'll share. And so I want to challenge you with that tonight before you um, start talking with your, your life group is to really just take a minute and think about that. Have One, have I accepted Christ? Am I a disciple of him? And if so, am I answering the command that he's given me? Do I see the need of those around me for the gospel? Do I see that I have something to share with them because Jesus changed my life? I was a sinner and he changed my life, guys. I want you all to think about that. I'm going to pray for us and you're going to be talking with your group um, before we do a serve out project tonight. But really just think about that. Think about the need of those around you for the gospel. Lord, we are so thankful for your word. We're thankful for who you are. God, we're thankful that you have given us such a huge mission to go out and make disciples, but you have not left us alone. God, I pray for these students, God, that they would see that they, <laughs> they have a part in this story. God, that you have a purpose for them and you have given them the power and the peace to do it, Lord to go and to talk about you as they are doing their everyday life. God, to take that step of boldness and to share. God, that they can teach someone a Bible verse. They can teach someone how to read God's word. Lord, I pray that they would see that they are a part of your kingdom and a part of your bigger plan. Lord, we love you and we give this night over to you.